Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Avakind. Find out more and sign up for a newsletter at avakind.com. And leave us messages, 833-AVAKIND. Something we are extremely excited about these days is the book we wrote that we've been talking about forever. It's called Work Wife. It's about the power of female friendship to fuel successful businesses. And it comes out on March 5th. You can pre-order it at avakind.com, your favorite indie bookstore, or wherever else books are sold. Follow it on Instagram and probably some other social media platforms too at WorkWifeHQ. That's where you'll find info on upcoming events. And tune into this podcast where for the months of February and March, we'll be bringing you real talk from some of the workwives who inspire the crap out of us. We are here with Deb Baker and Barb Diner of Higher Standard Packaging, um, two of oh I, my gosh, two of our favorite people. Honestly, I'm obsessed with them. Um, obsessed with them. They, they are s- featured heavily in the book. Yes, they are the founders of Higher Standard Packaging, a cannabis packaging company based in Denver, Colorado, and they started their company in 2014 after they had long careers separately and a long friendship. Oh together. my gosh, Deb and, and Barb, hi. Hi. Hi there. How are you? Good. How are you? We're so excited to talk to you again. This is just such a treat. So I know. It's been too long. You have to tell everybody. We have to start with how you guys met. Please. 
How did you meet? It was in 1990, so a long, long, long time ago, on a St. Patrick's Day float here in Denver. They do one of the bigger parades in the country. And some friends of mine had asked me to come along and be on the float, which was always geared for only men, but they always had queens. And um, I was invited to photograph, to take pictures on the float of the whole event, which was a debacle. I mean, it was really, it's a, great, it's a crazy parade, and this was the craziest float in the parade. But Deb and another friend of mine were the co-queens of the float, and I was very nervous because I'd never met Deb, and I figured if she was a queen, she must, she had to be something. <laughs> so, um, so that was probably, I think we met at about 7 o'clock in the morning, and about 3 o'clock the next morning, we were still at it. Oh, my God. And, um, <laughs> And we struck up a, uh, our friendship at that moment, probably about three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what drew you two to each other? Green beer. Green beer. <laughs> Green schnapps, alcohol. Um, Deb said to me, I, she came up to me and she said, I, I attended your brother's wedding. Oh, wow. I, You're right. She dated a friend of my brother's and she told me that she had a really good time at my brother's wedding. And that was kind of the um, conversation starter. And this float was truly, it was populated by nothing but men, and the parade route was about four miles long, and they were drinking starting, I don't know, probably five in the morning. So they had created a, a little curtain in the middle of the float with a kitty box litter, or a, a kitty litter box in it, where they could relieve themselves um, as we're on this route. And I figured any person who would be on the float, female, who would be watching men go in and out of this curtain, knowing what was happening behind it, had to be a brave and good person. <laughs> brave and good both. I love it. And so you guys were friends for what, like 25 years before you started the company together? We met in 1990. We started the business in 2014. So okay. yeah, yeah, almost. So what 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 was your friendship like? Are you guys like having sleepovers, slumber parties? <laughs> well, um, Deb was married when we met, and I was a very very single woman. Mm -hmm. And I think probably about what year was Nick born? 92. So two years later, Deb had a baby, and I was still a single woman. And um, she and her husband kind of took me under their wing and always included me in everything, even though I was the single girl. And we did have a lot of sleepovers. Um, our, our guest room was renamed the Barbie Suite. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so I much. I was there a lot. And um, people will ask about Nick, uh, Nick Baker, Deb's son. And I always say, we raised him. He's our only child. <laughs> I love that so much. I, and I, I hope that, I hope that uh, my son has the same relationship with Oh, my with gosh, Erica. me too. Me too. Um, so what were your careers like before you started working together? Well, I started um, after college as a bartender and then went into teaching high school English for 30 years and then found my way into the marijuana packaging industry with Barbie. And that's kind of, amazing. I guess being a bartender kind of got me ready for what has happened. Like maybe <laughs> more than you do? thought. <laughs> <laughs> and she won't pat herself on the back, but weren't you a national teacher of the year? I, I was recognized. She was wow. recognized as a national teacher. Yeah. yeah, that's so she was kind of a huge. hot celebrity. That's a really big deal. 
Mental health is something that comes up a lot on this podcast. And frankly, it's something we think we should all be talking about a lot more. So if you're dealing with depression, anxiety, anger, stress, grief, family conflicts, sleep issues, or something else entirely, you should know that you're not alone. You should also know that talking to a licensed therapist can help you feel better and achieve your goals. But when you don't feel great, finding a therapist can feel like just another daunting thing on your to-do list. Well, now there's an easier way. With BetterHelp Online Counseling, you can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states and four modes of communication. You can text, chat, talk on the phone, or via video. You can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours and schedule weekly secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything you share is confidential, and if for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a different one. There's also broad expertise in the counselor network, which may not be available locally in many areas. Best of all, it is a truly affordable option, and a few things listeners get 10% off their first month with the code A Few Things. So why not get started today? Just fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you love. Go to betterhelp.com slash a few things. That's betterhelp.com slash a few things. And Barb, what was your career like? I, I spent about 35 years in sales, always selling something. But my career really took off. About the same time I met Deb, I started working in the cable television industry. Um, in sales and marketing, I worked in advertising sales for a company called TCI, which is now Comcast. And then I worked for programming entities and sold programming. And then I sold set-top boxes and all kinds of stuff in cable. And then moved into telecommunications and publishing. So I retired in 2008 to um, take care of my mother who was ill, mm. thinking she wouldn't be around that much longer. So. Um, and I had just gotten married in 2007, so I decided, eh, I'll take some time off. I'll, I'll be able to go back to work right away. And, of course, in 2008, everything kind of crashed. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, and Deb, what year did you retire? In 2008. So she retired in 2008, too. So we talked a lot um, probably in the year leading up to finding the business about, gosh, well, let's make some more dough. You know, the pocketbook mm -hmm. gets light. Yeah. And um, we were both trying to figure out kind of a, something kind of fun to do to make a little extra dough. And this opportunity kind of popped out of nowhere and we ran with it. So can you tell us how you got your start? How from the you know careers that you had, which were not in cannabis packaging, how did you get into this world? You know what? We had an opportunity to do some contract work for another packaging company here in Denver yep. in January 2014, which was in Colorado legalized adult use. Um, marijuana. And he had a website, kind of an e-commerce site for packaging and dealt with people, a lot of people that did hobbies, like maybe, um, you know, small projects. And then he, he packaged things like for restaurants that they did their own barbecue sauce or things like that. And he started getting a lot of calls from Colorado regarding child resistant packaging, but couldn't get here. Yeah. So, um, so we had an opportunity to work from him. He, he just wanted us to survey the market. Yep. And we went out and surveyed the market and found out it was pretty, I mean, like I told Deb in the beginning, it was like taking candy from a baby. <laughs> um, because they had to have this packaging. We could find the packaging. And um, I think it was a surprise to the person we were working for how big the market was and how that you know the just the sheer volume of packaging that was was needed mm -hmm. um 
but then he had his own internal stuff, so um, we didn't go forward with him. But we decided that was really, really fun. Let's, let's do this on our own. It's not rocket scientists. It's not brain. You know, we didn't have to be rocket scientists, and it wasn't brain surgery. It was basically um, finding vendors and finding the packaging and going back out on our own and hitting the streets. And we started, and it, I think we worked. We did that for three weeks, about three or four weeks in January, middle of January till like middle of February, and then we talked about it, and I think by the 1st of April, we just started doing our own thing. So what was that conversation like when you talked about it? How did you how did you both come around to the idea of, okay, we should start a business together? I, I really feel like having the preliminary three weeks going out there and realizing this is, as Barb said, not rocket science, and we we really connected well with the people that we did meet who were looking for packaging. And we figured, you know what, I think we can do this. So we sat down, composed letters, made phone calls, trying to find manufacturers who would be willing to allow us to distribute. And um, just being diligent really made a difference. We found a, a wonderful um, sponsor mentor, really, and we're still working with him today. Yeah, but you know, you have to remember this was back in 2014, and most of the child-resistant packaging was the same as pharmaceutical packaging. Right. So when we called the big manufacturers, they wanted nothing to do with it. You know, I mean, because it was just Colorado was first, and it was still marijuana. And a lot of people would say, what's going in these packages when we'd call for child-resistant packaging? And I wanted to say none of your business, but we were honest and said, <laughs> you know, marijuana. And they'd say, nope, not interested. And we're out. that. Um, so then once we finally found a few to start working with us, um, we were able to do it. And we were able to do it without a huge – we didn't have to take investor money. Um, we did it really, really conservatively. Rather than, you know, bringing in a bunch of packaging and building a warehouse, we, we were able to do this by um, selling – buying what we needed as we sold it. So it worked out really well, um, and we still kind of work on that on that principle. We don't warehouse a lot because we like to be kind of packaging agnostic and not push an agenda. Mm. Um, you know, I, I remembered when I was working in, in marketing and sales, media buyers, and I told Deb, we'll be packaging buyers. That's, we'll present this as kind of being packaging buyers, and that's kind of the, the, the formula we used is rather than trying to – Make it, you know, buy a bunch of stuff and, and push one agenda, just being open enough to having, you know, being able to find what our, our, our clients wanted and taking that really tedious task off their plate. And we had plenty of people that were willing to do it that way and, and still are. Yeah, remove the risk. Yeah. You, you also have gotten into eco-friendly packaging way before anybody else has, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that was all Deb. That was all Deb and one of our clients. That was one of our clients. And I liked research, so... It was just um, sitting down and spending some time looking for eco-friendly resins for the for the jars, and then thanks to uh, a manufacturer who was willing to give it a try, we we were the the first um, company we know of that created a a bottle that was made out of recycled milk jug plastic hmm. that um, that turned out to be. A success, I'd say. Yeah, we were the only ones that did it. And I, did, I just got a um, Google alert on marijuana packaging this morning, and there's a big packaging conference in January, and one of the big deals in that conference is 
is going to be using recycled plastic for marijuana packaging. And I thought, well, that's all. all that was all us. We already did that. <laughs> Been there, done that. Catch what? up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> When you guys had that conversation about starting the business together and, and deciding to do it, were you at all worried about how it would, if it would put your friendship at risk? We were, we had so much fun doing it that I don't think we, we didn't even consider No, that. we talked about oh, that. We, we did say, you know, we'll try this, but the, the thing that we must maintain is our friendship. And if we ever get to the point where this in any way jeopardizes or puts a risk of our friendship, we both we'd get out. We'd get out. Yeah. So we we agreed in the beginning our friendship was more important than a nickel, or a dime, or a dollar, or you know, or more. And that um, and I think we've always really stayed true to that because yeah. luckily that oper- or that situation has never arisen. But I feel really strongly that if something happened tomorrow and it was either the business or Deb, I I pick Deb over the business every time. And that's a ditto. That's- <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're hashing me, this out I here. Think, I think I might be more no, committed to no, you than that. No, most, most of the time. I, I, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Thank you so much to Hungry Root for sponsoring today's episode. Um, if you do not know about Hungry Root, they are a brand of healthy food that is delivered right to your door so you can have an easy, delicious dinner on the table in no time. They send you fresh, pre-prepped ingredients that turn into delicious, nutritionally balanced meals. The crew at Hungry Root does the work for you, from the chopping and sauce making to telling you what to pair with what. So most dishes are ready in less than 10 minutes. All of the food they send to you is clean ingredient and nutrient-dense with the fiber, protein, complex carbs, very important, vitamins and minerals you need to feel wonderful. They don't have any preservatives, artificial ingredients, refined sugars, trans fat, or additives. It's also just super healthy and super flexible. Um, for example, today for lunch, I had their basil zucchini white bean salad. Yeah, you did. With an eggplant parmesan that I brought across the street. <laughs> and you know how much healthier the basil um, zucchini white bean salad made my lunch feel? So much. You Claire, got your nutrients, vitamin, minerals, and complex carbs in. Absolutely. One yeah. of the other really healthy and extremely flexible products that they have <laughs> that I that I like a lot is their almond chickpea cookie dough. It is so flexible that you can do what I did and just eat it with a spoon out of the container in your refrigerator because it doesn't have eggs or anything in it. Yeah. So, and the first ingredient's chickpeas, which is like the healthiest way you can are go. Are there chocolate chip- chips in it? There are. I have it in my fridge. I'm glad you test drove it first. I was nervous about it. Oh my gosh, you're going to be super into it. I mean, I love almonds. Of, but it's not even like, it's it's cookie dough. Okay. You will, you don't have to love I almonds. I'm not like a chickpea person. Do you think the cookie dough tastes like chicken? Well, no. I was worried. You never no. know. Taste it. It okay. is delicious. Okay. Whether you're gluten-free, nut-free, vegetarian, vegan, dairy-free, or omnivore, even, Hungry Root only shows and sends you food that fits your diet, your taste, and your schedule. Get $25 off two deliveries when you visit HungryRoot.com backslash a few things. Again, that's $25 off two deliveries when you visit HungryRoot.com backslash a few things. Is the business just the two of you, or do you guys have people working for you? Uh, Deb's husband is now our delivery driver. (laughs) My my husband's a retired dentist. He's the perfect delivery driver because he takes uh, packaging, delivers it, and also gets free dental advice. So he's very popular. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) He's a chatty Kathy, too. So you guys have to do a lot of dividing and conquering then because it's just the two of you, right? We do. We do. So how really do you do. how do you sort of find time to also be partners and, and be, uh, you know, a unit 
when you're off doing all these things separately? It starts with a morning phone call at 8.20 (laughs) where we catch up and and, uh, talk about just family or friends, and then we get into the the business. And with that, we then... We plan out our day and kind of, you know, the first thing, you know, what do you have today? This is what I have. How can I help you? How can you help me? Can Baker take this? Baker's death husband's name, by the way. (laughs) Can Baker deliver this today for me? Yeah, he can. Blah, 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 blah. We schedule things out. Um, We divide responsibilities. So I manage accounts. Deb manages accounts. Deb manages certain vendors. I manage certain vendors. Um, and big, big, very exciting news is on October first, we actually got our, we got an office. Exciting! Oh my That's huge. How's that changed we, things for you? Um, you know what? We see more of each other because we started, and this, this got to be not a problem, but a frustration is we were both kind of working in vacuums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After our phone calls during the day, so now we see each other a lot more, which is it makes it more fun. It got. It, because that was kind of, it wasn't as fun when you didn't get to see each other, but right. we got so darn busy. Um, so we just decided to see how this would go. We're not, you know, we're not in the office eight hours a day because we're still out on the streets a lot. And, sure. You know, getting things done. But it's really kind of fun. You know, I'll meet you at the office at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you at the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, um, it's, it's great for, I know it's great great for me because I have a, a really obnoxious dog and, and a retired husband at home, so I'm happy to leave the house <laughs> and, not, <laughs> um, um, and not have to get work done, because that can be really challenging, just being able to focus and concentrate. Of course. Um, when there's so many distractions, and I think it's kind of the same for you, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that we talked about when we saw you in Denver um, is how you both feel very strongly about using the pronoun we and how that really symbolizes to you that you're operating as a unit, thinking as a unit and presenting to your vendors as a unit. And man, that just really struck such a chord with us. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the power of that both internally and externally. Um, how are you, how else are you sort of conveying um, your togetherness? Well, I know when when I'm writing emails, I always look at the email at the end and make sure I never said, I will call you back or I will get you a price. I always go back and make sure that it says we. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I sign the emails from Barb and Deb Managing Partners. Um, and then, I mean, I think most people know us as a team anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, certainly we have to do some things independently. Yep. But always just, you know, if somebody asks us for something, it's, you know, let me get, let me get with Deb and we'll get back to you. Yep. And the, that idea of we really does speak to the idea of teamwork. And I know that um, both Barb and I in our, our past careers were working pretty autonomously, to be honest. And then there's ego that gets kind of mixed up in all of this. And when it becomes I versus we and egos, clash, that's when you have enormous, I think anyway, enormous trouble. Um, And it's putting the ego away and realizing that we are a team and everything we do is to make our business stronger and better, which in in tales makes us better um, teammates. And I find for me too, it it works both ways. It's like I 
both want to, you know, include Erica, but there's also something nice about if you're saying something hard or like a little bit risky to say, like, it's not just me who thinks this, but there's a we behind this, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And you learn to trust, too. I mean, you learn to, I mean, when we, we delegate the responsibilities out, you just have to, um, you know, I trust Deb. She trusts me. Sometimes we have to talk over things. And, you know, we may disagree on the way certain, you know, certain things. But for the most part, it's like, this is your baby. You're going to be the one that has to make that decision. Right. Um, and really, really, really making an effort not to step on any anybody's toes or, um, you know, uh, give an answer of something that Deb's managing. You know, somebody might call. Right. And just say, hey, do you have this or that? And we'll, I'll say, you know, you really, I need to get back with Deb and Deb will get back to you on that and let Deb be the messenger for, for, for what she's responsible for and not micromanaging each other because that's just, that's um, really counterproductive. Absolutely. Um, another thing we talked about when we saw you guys is that um, you mentioned that the packaging industry is pretty male dominated and, and you guys have had to sort of team up sometimes to, to fight the patriarchy a bit. Yeah, it is, it is male-dominated. Um, we were in Vegas for a show in November, the largest cannabis trade show. And it's still male-dominated. We, we, you know, we see other women in packaging, but, um, you know, I think <laughs> we're such an anomaly anyway. I mean, here we're two women of a, of particular, a, age. a particular age, um, which always freaks everybody out anyway, I, you know. <laughs> Especially when they meet us in person, it's kind of like, oh, my God, <laughs> you're <an> owl. <laughs> um, and we try to run with the young, young dogs. I told Deb in Las Vegas, man, at 1 o'clock in the morning, I didn't feel my age. This morning, I feel about 90. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really young last night. That's what Vegas um, does to you. <laughs> <laughs> but our, I think maybe our age gives us a little bit. Uh, more respect than maybe, I don't know. It's because they're talking to their mothers or their grandmothers. (laughs) (laughs) Until the profanity starts flying, and then they're like, oh, they're just regular same. (laughs) Um, How has your relationship changed since you started working together? I think there's been kind of an ebb and flow with the personal part of, of our relationship in terms of the friendship, because we're together so much. Sometimes it's like a marriage in in the fact that sometimes you just need to take a step away. So I don't think we're, we don't, it used to be we'd spend every day together pretty much. Yeah. Or we'd yeah. go meet to do something. And um, not that this is bad. It's just we're both exhausted. <laughs> and sometimes uh, rather than doing something socially after we've been together all day, we just go home and go to bed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I can remember there was some times when before we got our office, and it's, it's, having the office really helped, that I used to say to my husband, I really miss my friend Deb. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I miss my friend Deb. I see my business partner Deb all the time, or we talk to her all the time, but I never get to talk to my friend Deb anymore. So I think we both made a conscious effort to really, um, that's why our phone calls in the morning usually start out like, you know, how's Nick, what did you, you do last night? And we really try to go back to that friendship and then attack the business. How do you think that that impacts your business that you take the time to do that? I, I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's really, really good because you kind of have to go. I think it's really important that we remember the roots of the whole thing anyway. Yeah. It really is like a bridge in terms of it, it's, uh, 
it's work, and we, you need to work at, at a relationship, no matter what it is, whether it's a business relationship or a marriage. They are very similar in, uh, in how, how you manage those. Yeah. We interviewed for the book the founders of the website Food 52, Amanda Hesser and Meryl Stubbs, and they talked about how basically you, when you're going into a business partnership, you don't necessarily realize the kind of commitment that you're going into, just how big of a commitment that it is, and you don't you know, you don't sign a marriage contract or anything, um, but that maybe you should um, <laughs> because it is that kind of it's that big of a commitment. Um, and I feel like you both have definitely realized that. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. And, and one of the things is we've been able to, um, we kind of put the brakes on trying to grow this thing really, really big mm-hmm. because, um, you know, keeping it small and not taking on those responsibilities of, of payroll and a staff and yeah. all that. Yeah. Is that as, you know, another, another layer of responsibility? And I think that it, at our age, we weren't quite ready to do that. Yep. You know, <laughs> most people at our age are winding down. Deb and I wound up. It's like less about the age and more about the stage of life. You're like, ready to, right? Yeah. You're ready, yeah. yeah. Ready and to take stage some... of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and you it, know, and it really did start off as a hobby um, and it grew into a successful business. So, we just wanted to make enough money to go to Bermuda. That's all we wanted to do. You've done it. Congratulations. Now we have enough money to go to Bermuda. We don't have the time don't to have go to Bermuda. Time. That's how it works. That's the catch 22. You guys, thank you so much for doing this. You um, are so wonderful and we are cheering you on in such a big way. Um, Thank Thank you. you. Thank you guys. That's the show. If you liked this episode, you will love our book work wife out March 5th. It can be purchased on ofakind.com, your friendly local bookstore, anywhere else books are sold. Also write us a Goodreads review. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Follow us at Avakind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. To advertise on the podcast, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints, and we are recording at Alex's house. Do you know how we've been asking everybody to call and leave us messages at 833-AVAKIND? Well, people have been doing it. You guys have been leaving amazing messages and we wanted to start playing some of them at the end of the show. So here goes. And please leave us more messages. We love them. So I had to just tell you that your advice on how to actually cut an avocado the different way, not lengthwise, widthwise, life-changing. Two, I really need to know why Erica and Thomas have been doing long distance. I feel that since you've discussed it, so much. I need the origin story. Or if I just miss that podcast, please direct me to it. And finally, I really, really hope Claire is doing fine. And if you have not had your baby, I hope you're feeling okay. If you have had it, I hope it all went well. I hope you're feeling well. Um, All right. That's all.